I'm Mubina Jaffer, and this is Every Voice Counts. Today, I'm so pleased to welcome author Anar Ali to the podcast. Anar is from Toronto, but she was recently in Ottawa at the Writers' Festival, promoting her new book, Night of Power, where I caught up with her. Anar was born in Tanzania, but emigrated to Canada with many other Ismailis in the 1970s. Her first novel, Baby Khaki Wings, was a finalist for the Trillium Book Award, the Commonwealth Writers' Prize, and the Danuta Gleed Literary Prize. Night of Power is her second novel, and she's also a writer on the new medical drama airing on NBC called Transplant. Uh, at the core of this book, it's really about an ache for home. And when I say an ache for home, I don't necessarily mean just the cities and the countries that we live in, but also in our own families and in our own homes, and uh, sorry, in our own families, in our own communities, as well as in our own bodies. So it really asks the question, what happens to us when we can't be who we want to be? Anar, when you immigrated to Canada, where did you live? My family's from uh, Tanzania, and I was born in Arusha, and uh, we moved around a little bit in East Africa because of the politics, and then the Idi Amin thing is what kind of created ripples of fear throughout the community, and particularly the Indian community, and that's what brought us to Canada. Can you tell us how you came to be a writer? So I started writing when I was young, as a child, but then I just let let it go naturally, you know. I think part of that is connected to not seeing anything around you that is reinforced. You know, the writing wasn't really valued, whether it was in our society or at school or in my family. So I think I just let it go. And uh, so my first degree is actually in business because I come from a business family. And our community, the Ismaili community, is very business-oriented, at least the ones from East Africa. So I naturally went that way worked at Procter & Gamble for about eight years, and I was doing really well there. And um, But in that period, I was it was a funny story because I was coming home from work, and I saw a pamphlet on the, si- on the sidewalk, and I picked it up, and it was uh, the Alberta Writers' Union Conference, and it was happening that weekend. And what was interesting is on the cover was the author Shyam Salvadori, and uh, f- if you don't know who that is, he's the, um, and I, th- I know you do, I- I'm sure you do, because you're an avid reader, is um, he wrote Funny Boy, among other books, but he was getting a lot of attention because he had just won the Governor General's or was nominated, I can't remember. I was so blown away with seeing a writer of color. Uh, it just, I couldn't even understand this idea. So I went to Banff. And I was lucky enough to meet him, and I confessed during this meeting that I thought I might want to do right. And in his book, in Funny Boy, which I still have, he said, it says, Dear Anar, take the plunge, it's worth it, love Shyam. And I foolishly took that to heart, and that was Saturday. On Monday, I went in to quit. Would you please read to us a passage from Night of Power? The plane taxied down the runway, and soon they were airborne. A few men became boisterous, yelling slurs to Amin. Good riddance, General Dodo. Some, though, were certain he'd rescind his policy and ask them to come back. 
not that they knew where they were going. Others spoke to each other in whispers, but most, like Mansoor, sat quietly in their seats and stared out their windows. In the distance, Mansoor could see the vast blue of Lake Victoria, and below him the city of Entebbe. Though Kampala was too far in the distance, in his mind's eye he could see the houses where he had lived as a child, each one larger than the last as his father continued to expand his empire. He could see the Jamaat Khana on Jinja Road, where he played in the garden courtyard as a child, the primary school that he used to walk to with his friends early each morning, carrying his lunch of chapati and dal curry, the years in secondary school with that same group of friends, the countryside where the family picnicked each Sunday, roasting sticks of spicy mishkaki on an open fire, his father's first store on Martin Road, opened in 1929, and which he was allowed to manage by himself when he turned 16. He could see the Aga Khan Hospital where Ashif was born, City Bar where he celebrated the birth with a room full of men, the Ismailia Cemetery where his, fa where his father was buried. Soon Uganda vanished under a screen of white clouds. Fourteen hours later they landed in Vienna, where they were cleared through a special line at immigration that escorted them into the arrivals hall to throngs of cheering Austrians. Some held up signs, Wilkomen refugees. Others reached out to shake their hands as though they were film stars. One woman gifted Mansoor a sandwich and a bag of chocolate coins. Very, very much sorry for your pain, sir, she said. He didn't want it, but he understood. He was only trying to welcome him to her country. He took the food and thanked her, though he, her gesture made him feel small, as if he was a beggar. Passing through the revolving door from customs into the arrivals hall had spun him back in time. He was exactly where his father had been when he landed on the shores of Zanzibar sixty years ago. A pauper with nothing to his name. At the refugee camp in Austria, it soon became clear that so many countries would only so many countries would take them. So many countries like America had turned their backs backs to the refugees, but not Canada. Pierre Elliott Trudeau generously opened the country's borders to Uganda's Asians, including the Ismailis. If it wasn't for the Prime Minister, Mansoor doesn't know what would have become of them. Anna. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story and your words. Night of Power is published by Penguin Random House Canada and is available at major bookstores and through Amazon.